Yeah, nigga. Once again, we have MOBB, nigga. This shit is yeah. crazy. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. My co-host, Danny. What's going on? And we're back for the eighth installment of this All Things Sports Podcast series we've got. And it's currently 11.07 p.m. on the East Coast. And the Yankees just lost game one to the Indians. Okay. So I can't say that as happily as I'd like. Because one, I kind of want the Yankees to win. So my Red Sox can play the Yankees and then, you know, beat them. But our Red Sox, my Red Sox, should I say, didn't win today. And Who are they playing? Houston. Playing Houston. So, and Houston, we're one of the best pitching teams in the league and in the playoffs right now, but Houston's the best hitting team. Jose Altuve hit three home runs. Um, I forgot who it was there. Two batter had a home run. It was raking them. So, anyways, as always, there's so much to get into. So we're just gonna jump in. Um, you know, I know a lot's been going on with basketball this off season, and recently the GMs had a survey. They did. You were telling me actually. I think uh, they do it every year, and basically they. They answer a couple a uh, couple questions. Uh, maybe they do it. Maybe they have the interns do it. I don't know. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of them do, but it's always kind of cool to see where the GMs of the league stand and um, I guess how they feel about all the other players that they're not looking over uh, when it comes to questions like these. So mm-hmm. I wanted to play a little game. Basically, I'll restate the question for you, and uh, we can – we can discuss whether we agree with who the majority of the GMs pick okay. for said question, or if we disagree, maybe we can give our thoughts about uh, who we think deserves to that. be there. So the first question that they were asked was, who's most likely to win MVP? And 50% of them actually voted in favor of LeBron. Okay. And then they had KD second, okay. uh, and then Kawhi coming in at third. Okay. And fourth, where's Westbrook? Westbrook actually did not receive one vote. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Westbrook didn't receive any votes. <laughs> I know they had James Harden there. Well, I, I forget I mean, who the fifth you, was. You, you remember that Westbrook has Carmelo and Paul George on his team now. So, right. you know, it's not... I'm guessing they have a feeling that... Yeah, volume's not going to be... It's going to be high. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to doubt Westbrook, you know. Oh, yeah. You can't. So well, you, a I lot think of he's people still going to be playing MVP-caliber basketball. So I, with just that, he should be in the running. But there are, you know, a bunch of, you know, LeBron James, obviously. Kawhi Leonard is a good MVP choice if he stays healthy and can take his team far in the playoffs. Right. Um, Giannis is trying to make a run at it. So... He actually comes up. Giannis comes up in the next question. Okay. Um, but ba- um, the GM's fourth and fifth picks were James Harden and Steph Curry. James at four, Steph okay. at five. Okay. But, yeah, Westbrook didn't receive a single vote. Wow. Uh, the second question was, which player would you pick to start a franchise with today? And 29% of them voted in favor of Carl Anthony Towns. <clears throat> and to make it an even 50%, uh, the next 21% of GM's voted for... Giannis, and then they had LeBron, Kawhi, and KD. Yeah. So basically, they they seemed like they were pretty torn between Cat and Giannis. 
Oh, giving man. giving a little nudge to Cat. I mean, if it's between them two, uh, I go with. It's that's so tough. that's tough. If, that's it's, tough. They're, it's two unicorns, I think if, really. Yeah, I think if Giannis develops a better jump shot, right, a more consistent jump shot, yeah. But with you Towns, know, you I'll, know, I'll take Towns. You know, right Towns now. has got a better Towns, jump shot. Yeah, than exactly. Towns right now, he's doing it all. Yeah, everything. He, yeah, I'll take Towns. All right, so we agree. We agree yeah. there. All right. Now the third question was, uh, which. Off-season acquisition will have the most impact on their new team, and the GMs voted for Paul George in a very wide margin. Fifty-nine uh, percent of GMs voted for Paul George, okay. and second place was Jimmy Butler at I think it was seven seventeen percent. Then Chris Paul, then Kyrie, and I'd have to say I I agree because the as as long as Russ has been there, and as long as uh, even when KD was there, they never really had. Someone who can play like the two, three, right, and really. But my only thing is that, like, I'm looking at Kyrie going to Boston. It's it because the question is what has the bigger impact, correct? So I think with Kyrie going to Boston, it's like with Gordon Hayward being there now is an upgrade for Boston at the point guard position because yes. Kyrie and IT are like the same offensive player, but Kyrie at least has the height to play the, you know, better defense, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, and then with Gordon Hayward being there, facilitating with Kyrie and Al Horford, I feel like that's going to be a good, a good combo between them three offensively. And Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota is going to be good, but I still think that Cat's going to shine and. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to have a good year. And, you know, that team's just going to be good. Jimmy uh, Jamal Crawford is there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. In my opinion, I just that's, – that's my opinion. I'd probably say Kyrie too because we know – I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, um, he and Isaiah Thomas kind of cancel each other out in, right. in most aspects. But I think given his, um, his playoff experience, especially playing with LeBron – Going to a couple finals, I think he gives them because he, he's he's young, but he gives them like yeah. a, like a veteran playoff locker room kind mm-hmm. of attitude. Um, as regardless of how many people may feel about him, exactly. Um, depend still, like with the way the offseason went. That shot. Yeah, he'll. <laughs> he still won the finals for the Cavs. I think. Um, I think he he puts. I mean, I don't care for Boston. I'm not going to say he puts them over the top because right, I'm a Heat right, fan, right. but. And the, rea- they were, the reality think- of it is that he puts Boston in a position where they could really contend for right. a title. And I still think Cleveland's the best team coming out of the Eastern Conference. I do too, so no question. Not, but, but I'm, I'm going to give Boston some props. with what Cleveland did this summer. Yeah. But I think we're going to get into that later. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, so. But I'm, I'm still going to give Boston some credit. Uh, they're, they're doing things all right in that front office. Next next question. All right, so the next question was... People were people were about to hang Danny Ainge. Yeah. Saying how bad he was doing, like, <laughs> joking on him. He's not going to get Hayward. Like, he, they said... I, I just kept playing. Uh, they said Hayward was going to sign to Boston, and then Danny Ainge was going to trade him back to Utah <laughs> for draft picks. <laughs> That's but, funny. I love, I love that shit. All right, so the fourth question was... 
I guess, who do the GMs see being the best rookie five years from now? And they actually, it was, it was pretty tight um, between, like, the top three. Right. They actually voted for Josh Jackson. Yeah. Above Markel Fultz and Jason Tatum. How do you feel about that? The best rookie in five years. Um, it's tough. It was, I think it was very close. It's tough because, like, I think Lonzo Ball has the maturity and the the, the IQ to grow. I agree. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, but I, I'm doing fantasy basketball this year, and I mm-hmm. I got Lonzo stashed on but my like bench. Like five years from now, look at De'Aaron Fox. Like, how could you think from five years from now he's not going to be balling on everybody? Malik Monk, bro. Malik, and that's what I was Dog. just going to get into next. This like, rookie class is and now unreal. Nick Batum is hurt. He just yeah. got hurt. So now Malik now, Monk, now they're projecting that um, their coach uh, Steve Clifford is mm-hmm. going to try and find a way to move Malik Monk into the starting lineup. So they might just throw him in right away. It's crazy. It's funny how shit works out like that because now with Batum going down, we might see Malik Monk, uh, Malik Monk a lot earlier than we exactly. would have normally. And it's like he's just stepping into that role. Not that Josh Jackson's. I don't know though. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if Josh Jackson's just gonna come off and spark. I know he's super athlete, but it's like I want to see him hit that shot. Like, yeah. let's see what y'all saying about this dude. What, look what y'all saying about Justice Winslow. I kind of look at them as a similar type player. Yeah. Josh Jackson can hit the shot. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. But I don't know if he's going to hit the NBA three. And I don't know if... I don't know. Let's see. And, he's um, saying Curry's not athletic. He, I want to see him guard Curry one-on-one. Bro, you know he's going to cook his ass. Um, about Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. Now, the next question, uh, they were asking the GMs, who do they think is going to win Rookie of the Year next year? And... Markel Fultz got zero votes. Now, Ben Simmons ended up getting a quarter of the votes, mm. which I think is a little intriguing. Do you think that before I before I tell you who was like yeah. first and second, um, do you think Markel Fultz getting zero votes is affected by the fact that Ben Simmons is also technically a rookie this year, where it's kind of like they might be competing for that rookie of the year spot, and maybe it's putting more. It's taking light away from Fultz, even though he was the number one overall but pick. That's okay because the year hasn't started yet. So as the year goes on, their 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 play will show who who deserves it really at that point. There's no need to you know think about it or worry about it. Just perform whenever you're given the opportunity, and if you're better than you know your teammate, and it's not even on a I want to be better than you, but it's just you know everybody. They want to make themselves better, right. hopefully, and and hope be happy for one another when whoever wins, right. if it's even them, you know, because you know Lonzo Ball I think is the favorite to win. Yes, yeah, LeBron, by a by a very Lonzo wide Ball margin is, is the favorite. Sixty two percent of NBA GMs think Lonzo is going to win that. He's in a year. good situation. He's in a good situation. And he can play. He can ball. He can fucking ball. Can I ball. I been watching the Lakers on NBA TV that like that's never happened before like <laughs> yeah. I, I I genuinely as a as a fan of the game of basketball I love watching Lonzo Ball play Look I think Kuzma. his game is so pretty Kuzma Kuzma was like balling in summer league won the MVP of the summer league championship bro he's coming off the and, bench and he's, and he's he catch, and like shoot, catch and shoot catch and shoot catch and shoot I was watching him against the Nuggets like 13 other days he was 
The kid's nice. Balling. The so Lakers got a, a little thing going on. Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Ingram. They got a nice young core, and then they got Brooke Lopez this summer. So mm-hmm. it was a good it was a good move. And then the last question, the most surprising move this offseason, which you can probably guess what it was, and I would agree with the what? with the NBA GMs. Paul George? Nope. This off- that was second. Um, I'm trying. What was it? We were talking about it, bro. I know. Kyrie to Boston. That whole uh, trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Nobody saw that okay. shit coming. See, look, I didn't even see it coming right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot about it. That's my bad. But because that that I would be like, like that would be like last year or two years ago. Sorry, that would be like if instead of K instead of KD signing as a free agent, that would have been like KD being traded to the yeah. Warriors. But that would. Oh. But it, that's, it's, it's a, it was insane. And then you see the details of the trade and then the whole thing with how they wanted more. So they like almost vetoed the whole thing. Right. Because IT's physical. Man, you know, it just. I got, I got, I, I picked him up in fantasy basketball until I got him stashed. But Paul George and Russell Westbrook is going to be a better combination than Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. 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 I agree. And Melo? Oh. Bro, Melo looked happy and giddy as fuck in his first game. 19 points in 20 yeah, minutes. Saw his highlights. Zero assists. That's <laughs> Melo's back, all right? Melo's back. When Melo got like <laughs> seven, eight assists, he's like not even trying. I mean, Russ wasn't playing. It was just him and PG. Yeah, PG had uh, 15 points, I think it was. But... Man, Melo looked happy. I and I'm happy when Melo's happy because I don't fuck with the Knicks, <laughs> but I fuck with Melo heavy. I love Melo, and to see him happy playing ball again, this up. year's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, and now to see from the anthems how that goes. Um, you know, the Markeith and Marquise Morris brothers <laughs> might be up to something. <laughs> Thieves in the night. But um, or, yeah, I don't know. My dogs walked away. <laughs> they got acquitted. They never should. It, it, you know, it came out that um, I guess the their mom's boyfriend or whatever it was, mm-hmm. he had hired two witnesses to say that uh, Marcus and Markeith were the ones involved in the fight, and wow. that that information came out. Wow. So they fucking shut. They shut that shit down, and now they both should be ready. I don't. I'm not sure when. Um, Washington or Boston play next, but it says they should be ready and suited up so play for the shooting. next preseason game so they can actually fucking get back to doing their job. Even if they did beat the motherfucker up, he they said um, that he kept putting his hands on their mom. True. You put you put your hands on True. your mom and he's got two she's got two big ass fucking sons. <laughs> you're gonna get your you're gonna get your fucking ass beat. <laughs> got two big ass twin NBA. <laughs> Like, you know, you'd be like, yo, her brother's an NBA player. It's like, yo, her brother, she <laughs> got her son. Yo, her, her son, son got a twin. <laughs> yo, she's got two sons, twins, 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, Come on, bro. And they'd be ready to whoop somebody. <laughs> how you going to, first of all, you, you shouldn't put your hands on anybody. But how are you going to put your hands on a, a woman who's got... <laughs> Two big ass motherfuckers. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> don't do that. 
You know you're going to get your jaw <laughs> don't cracked. Do, don't do that. Don't do that. They're going to throw you in the garbage, bro. Just everybody's... Don't hit nobody. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to Maya Moore. We see you. How many titles has she won in the last fucking... Since was, she was in high school? I think it was like 700,000. She's 28 000. years old, right? She's 28 yeah. years old. It was like 700,492. She's been in the WNBA seven years now. And she won titles in 2011, 2013, got, 2015, and got, just this. Listen to this. She got four WNBA titles, two NCAA titles, two Olympic gold medals. Her high school record is 125-3. and three. She has three Chinese league titles, and she's only 28 years old. Shout out to at More Maya on Twitter. Maya Moore on the court. I remember. I remember watching her at UConn. You went... Well, you. They got to put her in the NBA. Yeah, she. she Send her to the Heat. Nah. Imagine a Maya Moore, uh, Dion Waiters, fucking hybrid basketball player. <laughs> Win an MVP of NBA and WNBA. Nah, if we get somebody to the Heat, we got to get like Skylar Diggins. Mm, okay. Or like Candace Parker, even. Nah, but if I was Candace Parker and Maya Moore, I'd take Maya Moore now because. Candace Fuck Parker. it, bro. Let's get Whiteside and Brittany Griner in the paint. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Shutting everything down. I'll trade Bam Adebayo for Brittany Griner to the WNBA. <laughs> trade him to the WNBA. Uh, give, give my dog a wig. He's going <laughs> to fucking shit on everybody. So you saw this shit. Um, obviously, you if, like you, if you haven't... heard a lot. What? Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Shit. Shout out Larry June. So I know you saw this shit. With, uh, I know you saw Jeremy Lin's black now. Mm, no. He's got dreads. <laughs> and, like, and the ball fade on the side with the, dread, let, with the dreads on top. Let him do his, let him do his thing. And What's Kenyon going? Martin uh, tried calling him out. And Jeremy Lin had a very, I'd say it was, it was, a, cla- it was a classy response. I mean, he's a, he's a smart dude. He's an intelligent he's dude. Humble. He's humble. He's very That's humble. He's right. very humble. And he's he, not he, black. He's Asian. He's Chinese. I think he's Chinese or Taiwanese. One, one of them. He's Asian. He ain't black. Yeah. Kenya Martin. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, you want to be black? <laughs> like, no. He just want to put some shit in his head. Right. But ba- yeah. uh, basically, Jeremy Lin kind of killed him with kindness. And he kind yeah, and he he the, he he, uh, he stated the hypocrisy in. Kenny Martin's statements because Kenny Martin's a black man with uh, Chinese letters and words mm-hmm, tattooed all mm-hmm. over him. And he said, it's like, oh, that's so yeah, respectful. Yeah, like, like, like damn. So respectful. It, like, <laughs> Shout they, out to Jeremy Lin. He said, like, he, he said, Ken, he said, like, Kenyan, I, like, I appreciate you showing respect to my culture. Yeah. And he said, that's pretty much what he's doing with his hair. And um, then he, then at the end, he said, you know, I had a poster of you on my wall growing up and I love what you did for the Nets organization. Like how can you how can how can you be mad at Jeremy Lin? The man just minds his own business. He he he's got a new hairstyle every the every week. Suck. But the next uh, he should stop worrying about his hair. He needs to start learning how to guard. You know John Wall, Goran Dragic. Uh, Nobody can guard Goran Dragic. Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul. I fuck with Jalen. I'm I'm copping that Jalen Nets jersey for the culture. Chill, chill, chill. That was like in style, like in 2012. <laughs> But um, Adam Silver was talking 
Like he does. Yeah, he was talking. <laughs> he was talking like he does. <laughs> Adam Silver was talking. But he was mentioning how the NBA is looking into doing an expansion team in Mexico City. Obviously not next year, but they're looking into that because they know that Mexico, uh, Mexico's population is in Mexico City is like, I think it's like 20 million people in Mexico City. You know what I mean? So... And there's a big NBA fan base over right. there. I know the the Heat are actually playing the Nets mm-hmm. uh, there in December. They're and playing the Nets in Mexico play City, OKC as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's like there's two, three, three games three in Mexico, Mexico yeah. this year, <clears throat> which is which is cool. And like look at the NFL is playing in Mexico. This I mean, year. if we can have an NBA team in Toronto, I don't see why we can't in Mexico exactly. City. It's part I really of the don't. Continent. And if 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 they if they love basketball down there, if they're like they're going to the games, they're showing support. You know, we know Canada loves basketball. Um, with football, we know, like London, they they you know right. they have their own football right. over there in Europe, but they they fuck with our football exactly. too. So I I mean yeah I mean you see basketball is a global sport now. Definitely. Like we we Definitely. have in the NBA we have so much Africa. diversity. People Africa, Asia Europe, now. Yeah, uh, we've seen a couple players, uh, a couple Indian players even. <sighs> like this shit, it's a global brand now, and Boy, I think branching and out. It's, it's been because you know you have players like, what's this guy's name? Uh, Luke Walton's dad, Bill Walton, goes to China. He went to China back in the days. You know what I mean? And it's like. These players used to go back in the days as well, and obviously it's more celebrity like. But the fans are, fans are fans. They they mm-hmm. play basketball in China, and they, they it's just not as talented as the NBA players. You know right. what I mean? So the be- the best of their like the best from their talent pools come over and play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And Look at Yao Ming. they might be a, those fans over there might be a little more hardcore Hall than Famer, us because they're Yao they're wake, they're like waking up at three thirty in the morning to watch this shit <laughs> yeah. when we're just chilling at seven p.m. For real? Whatever they're they're like and then the up one the day of the, of the week that we got to wake up at nine thirty to watch football we're like damn that's matter <laughs> <laughs> but um so. I think I think it'd be good for the brand especially if uh, if Mexico can support a team a basketball team I think that'd be cool yeah. I know he was also talking about even shortening the NBA schedule from uh, from 82 games, maybe down to uh, 76 or 66, okay. because I know he mentioned that they might have to start fining teams and giving and handing out penalties to teams who who rest players, um, healthy players, right. should Just I say, on on uh, games like towards the end of the season, because you know the fans. I can see where they're coming from. I mean, it's you there's there's got to be like a compromise. I mean, I know they they Adam Silver pushed the season a little bit forward to eliminate right. some preseason games and also to um try and eliminate any possible back-to-backs right. uh, later on in the season because I mean, these players, you know, this shit, it's not like their job doesn't consist of going to play a basketball game for three hours and that's it i mean these guys are traveling around the country like almost every night they're working out every day like um talking to the media they've got their endorsements and everything and granted yeah it comes with uh the job and you know they but they've worked so hard for it and sometimes they need rest i don't think you should really Fine players. They are human. You know yeah, I mean? they're yeah. human beings, just like you and me. But at at the same time, though, the I agree with I down. agree with the fans 
who exactly. maybe get a little upset when LeBron's coming into town and they rest him and you don't yeah. get to see the best player in the league. Yeah. So it, it, it's a little tricky, but I... dollars for the ticket. And right. It's like, damn. All right. I, I I don't really think I paid basketball needs to LeBron. be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's this expensive. That's why I'm at the game so, to watch LeBron James. And that's why the ticket was this much. So y'all should have charged me about eighty if LeBron's not gonna play. <laughs> like if LeBron's not playing, I'll pay LeBron six dollars for those yeah, fucking like, tickets. No. Although I, I mean, D Wade's there now. So so also I wanted to get into the new All Star Game format. Oh yeah, I was talking about this um, on Twitter with Orville. And right, I remember he he mentioned he us was, in it. We were basically saying how we think it's good. I personally like it. You know, at this point, it's like it's looking like it's LeBron Curry captains because they're just the most popular right. players in from, the NBA from each, yeah from each conference. Um, I think we might see some petty some pettiness, right? Because if LeBron's a captain, he's not picking Kyrie. I don't know. Man. I don't know if yo it'd be last pick Kyrie. LeBron's <laughs> like, no, nah, we good with. We go He's, with, taking we go with He's taking we, Goran Dragic. He's taking Goran Dragic. We go with 11. We don't need 12. Hell yeah. I think we might see some pettiness. We might see some pettiness. KD. Nah. If Westbrook wins, you think he's picking KD? Nah. You know Bron's picking KD. Nah. You get, get the two uh, best players in the planet right. on, on one team. Right. I think that'd be cool. I also think it, it gives players like Whiteside and Dragic possibly a chance to make an all-star game, finally, which I talk about a lot on the pod because I'm very high on my guys. I love those two. Mm-hmm. I think really more and than I mean, anybody he, on the on the Heat, they have the the best chance. I'd say to really right. because like you know we don't have a system where we need one player to play that all star player. We have a bunch of we play a team ball system, exactly. it's a so Pat Riley system. Without high, like it, it goes unnoticed what players do. You know, at an all star caliber level, right? But. It's not just in the points. It's not just, you know what I mean? So, and Dragic, Dragic is an all-star. He's, he plays at an all-star caliber. But look at the Eastern point guard, you know what I mean? There's he's John going, Wall, he's going there's up against, Kyrie, yeah. there's even Kyle Lowry over him, you know what I mean? Easily, just easily what the, what the media would say. Right. So, like, that's who they're looking at first before you, they'll, before they they'll look at dig Dragic, to, yeah. like, four or five and, like, then, like, all right, well, let's see, go on Dragic, you know what I mean? So, with shooting guards, you know, you got Beal, you got D-Wade. Waiters. Uh, Wade is, nah, he's not going to be in. As far as his popularity goes. And I think I think going to Cleveland maybe revamped his it popularity probably, a little it, bit. But he'll uh, probably end up making. Too, he'll probably end up making. I love it. him, so it's like he might. But I mean, you got DeRozan. He's a lock. DeRozan, yeah, DeRozan is who I was thinking of. Um, so it's it's tough, you know. And these are popular guys. So the Heat, we're not a popularity group. Yeah, these are guys who've games. made the All Star team so many years prior right. that it, it'd be kind of tough for these new guys to get in. I really think Whiteside has the best chance from it. If, 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 any, if anyone from Miami yeah, is going to make dominant. the team. He's just dominant. Right. So with the West, uh, I want to see who, like, there's going to be, a, like, two or three snubs. Oh, but it's, there always uh, It's quote-unquote snub. Exactly. It's quote-unquote snubs because obviously look at Damian Lillard. Like, I was he's just supposed say to be in it, but who do you take out? I know. So it's like you snub the next guy to snub this guy. So at the end of the day, it's like, sorry, the gate closed. But I don't know. I feel like David Lillard is an all-star. You know what I mean? Last, he plays. Look how he plays. Um, Jimmy Butler's going to the West. 
As we've mentioned in other yeah. podcasts. Paul George, like, Melo. Exactly. The, the who's West. In, who's out? There's going to be a lot of snubs in the West. A lot of people who feel like this player deserved it and this one didn't. And you've got players coming over from the East to the West who are going to maybe even steal some of those um, previous All-Star spots mm-hmm. from those guys. So it's going to be interesting. Because it really comes down to the captains if they're the ones picking. It's not even really – It's up. I think it's up to us as the fans to vote for those 24 yeah. well, players. But then, right. like, I guess the, the two with the two highest votes get captains, and then it's up to them. So wait, so hold on. You're saying actually, I think they might. Pick- I think it's. I think it's. There's gonna be. Um, there's gonna be teams from the Eastern Conference. That there's gonna be players from the Eastern Conference that get picked, like a certain amount, and then yeah. a certain amount of players from the Western, and there will be the Western head, and the Eastern head that picks, from all of those players. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I got it wrong. I don't think they pick twenty-four. I think they might. I think they might pick more than that, and then the captains get to pick. And maybe some guys don't make it. Really? I don't know. I have to look into. Maybe we'll find out. I wanted to um, also get into Lamarcus Aldridge and what he hasn't done for the Spurs, and what you think he can do this year. Because last year he wasn't getting much looks on offense as much as he should or as much as he was when he was playing at his best right leaving portland um he needs the ball he can score with the ball he's a dominant four um he's a good passer plays good defense you know decent defense and he came to san antonio and obviously he was playing with tim duncan last year or the year before last year what was it last year Tim Duncan retired. Well, nonetheless, he, retired, he came. He in retired 15. 2016. So whatever. So he, he well, Aldridge was there from 2015. So when he played with Tim Duncan, you know what I mean. And then he retired. So you thought maybe he would have a bigger role, right? And I mean, I don't know if he his play. You know, I don't know what it was. We know the type of player Lamarcus Aldridge is, right? So he actually went into speak with Popovich, and he just basically told him like. Heart to heart, how he felt, you know, about his position at the or- in the organization and everything. Right. And he said that, you know, he, he feels he can u- he can be more useful. And basically, he didn't – there were times last year where he didn't go as hard in the game because he just had a mentality of, you know, I know I'm not really going to get a look. I'm not really going to get this. I'm not going to – so he wouldn't cut as hard. He wouldn't pick as hard. You know what I mean? So – they had a talk and they basically ended on it was good terms. So hope and Popovich said that obviously he's not doing a good job coaching enough um, to get him right. involved like that, which was. I think the Spurs benefit if they can find and obviously Pop is, in my opinion, the greatest coach in the league right now. I, and I think he should have no problem really sitting down with his assistants and finding ways to involve Lamarcus Aldridge more because realistically when he's at his best he's a top five power forward in the league right and we know this we watched him we've seen him in portland and i think if that guy can come back the spurs can make some noise Mm -hmm. in other nba news nick batum is out eight to 12 weeks with a torn ligament in his elbow shout out to malik monk who might have his chance to start at power forward excuse me small forward for the charlotte hornets that was improv that's why so 
they if you look at um their projected starting lineup i mean i we i know we both believe that charlotte's going to be a playoff team this year um but if you look at their projected starting lineup they've got Kemba Walker at point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they had Batum was playing the three, but he and I didn't really know this because I didn't really pay much attention to the Hornets. But he was putting up fifteen points, six boards, and six Batum? assists. Yeah, yeah, he's consistent. He was putting up good numbers, and they're gonna have to find that in players mm-hmm. off the bench. I know Malik Monk will definitely get them the points. Yeah, but yeah, he's not gonna get you the rebounds and assists like that. So, I mean, they're going to find it. They'll figure it out. That's their business, really. Right. But um, I think I think Charlotte should still be okay because, I mean, they added Monk in the draft. They got Dwight uh, in free agency. They traded for him. And then they just, I guess, you got to figure you maybe bring Jeremy Lamb off the bench yeah. or Monk if you want. You want to fucking take the leash off of Monk and just let Steve him go. Steve Clifford's a good coach, so yeah. he knows what he's doing over there. I think, I, the, I think the Hornets can bounce back, or at least keep the keep the boat steady until Batum comes back. When you get that veteran presence, it's just back. like hopefully he does come back in time. Right. That's really what it is. I think he they, they, they I think they, the they had him projected hold, coming back the same can, time as Isaiah Thomas. But can does. they hold a good season that long? You know what I mean. He's a big part of that season. I guess we'll see. I mean, we saw fucking. Dwight Howard running the point. Oh, it happens every year. It's, it's injuries. You know, sports is about yeah. <laughs> who gets hurt? Always in the preseason, too. And that's the worst thing. But um, speaking of injuries and coming at a bad time, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr fractured a bone and uh, fractured his spine. And Damn. can be out two to six weeks. What's up with him and Mariota getting hurt at the same time again? For, yo, that's crazy for real. Mariota, what, like hamstring? He like, might have strained yeah. his hamstring, I think it was. And Derek Carr last year they both broke their leg, and then of course this uh, this year, um, the media was speculating as to why haven't the Raiders given Kaepernick a call yet? Or I mean I know he's uh, Derek Carr is actually going to be out like like a month month and a half. I mean Mariota's like like maybe he might even play this week. But <laughs> I said it on Sunday night. I was like. Kaepernick, like, what, what else, where else do you go? Brandon Whedon just got signed. Brandon, there's jobs. There's jobs, yo. You're going to tell me. You go, you're gonna How do you sign me, Brandon Whedon, bro, bro? You're going to tell me that you go to the damn. He was a 37-year-old rookie. You go to the damn Sawgrass Malls, Sawgrass Mills uh, job fair with a nice-ass fucking <laughs> shirt on and don't come back with a retail job? Well, nah. They're, it's clear. Clear as day. We've gotten into it. We don't need to again, but it's just showing you that the NFL. He's, he's being blackballed. Point is simple as that. And I, I think it's hilarious because uh, these same owners who are blackballing Kaepernick are the ones crying about fucking Trump's comments and calling for unity and shit. But so you're gonna you're gonna applaud your players for. First of all, missing the message and uh, locking arms and all that shit for something else. But when you need, because really, you're, the Raiders' season's in jeopardy now, and a player like Kaepernick mm-hmm. could could keep them in the run for Possibly. a playoff spot. You know, we don't know, but we we give them the opportunity. You know what I mean? I'm not even gonna sit here and just tell you that he's the best. 
this, the best that, the best uh, quarterback. I think he might be the best quarterback available in free agency right now. But I don't know how good that best is. You know what I mean? I, I want to see him at his best in a situation like Oakland with a good offensive line and a good right. established core. Right. You know what I mean? Give him a chance. Because you know he's better than E.J. Manuel. Exactly. He's better than Connor he's, Cook. He can lead, he's a Super Bowl caliber – he was a Super Bowl caliber quarterback that once you have that in you, that there's little things that – I don't think it leaves. That le- yeah, exactly. And he's only 29. He's so young. I knew – In quarterback years. So from racism in the NFL, we go from, you know, Kaepernick being blackballed to – a Kansas City fan that was at the Monday night game versus the Washington Redskins and the Terrell Pryor the second was accusing one of the fans of calling him some, you know, racist name that yeah. I've heard before. Not surprised. Of course not. It's Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> That's Trump country. But um Trump, Trump tree. I saw the NFL is taking action. They said if they if they catch anybody or uh, hear anybody saying derogatory term, racist terms like that, you're banned for you're life. Out, you're out. You're out of here. Banned for life. Hey, buddy, you can't say stuff like that. Uh, Got it. It's so sad. So we go from racism with the Colin Kaepernick, you know, more racist uh, terms being thrown at NFL superstars. How about some sexism? Do, did we have any of that? Yeah, hold on. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Any uh, mis- any on, really bad misogyny? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking. In the past looking, 24 I'm looking, hours? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, hold on. I Anyone seen, that I wouldn't be surprised if it I came out of their mouth? Cam Newton. You know that guy? Yeah. The Super Bowl almost winner? MVP? Dab MVP Daddy. Cam Newton? Yeah. Uh, that shit was so um, it was so uncalled for. It's just some things that you don't say. As I've said before, I've said this before. I think I said this when Kevin Durant was in his little, you know, you bring that ass here, boy. Mm-hmm. Like sit down and just realize that you don't say things like that. The fact that you think like that, that's up to you. You know, that's your mind, but it's you're also in charge of keeping that to yourself. Right. And when you don't. What do you expect of the people or the media or women? Or they were in a room full of reporters, all, and you're going to single over. this woman out and call her out like that and laugh at her and in her face? The situation is— She asked a good question. She asked a good question, and he literally laughed it off. Yeah, he, li- he literally laughed it off. You know how many of the, the males in that room ever—how f- many of them do you think fucking put on pads and played football at any level? None. There's just a bunch of fucking fat slobs who fucking talk shit about these players and in, in, on Twitter and in their magazines or their blogs or whatever. Yeah, maybe she she never put on pads either, but that doesn't I mean, mean she can't know about the sport. She can still like, be knowledgeable. Like, Football's not rocket you science, know you don't bro. Say it, you know you don't say it, and it's like he said it. All right, you know. I guess she. I guess she said that when she spoke with him after he didn't apologize for what he said, and mm-hmm. it got worse or whatever. But, I mean, it happened. He obviously understands that he shouldn't have done that. Let's, let's yeah, I saw you put out like, an apology video on Twitter. On. Look at this uh, Pryor with the KC fan and Terrell Pryor. That's going to be no news in four days. 
And we're going to still be talking about Cam Newton for the next week and a half. Like, come on. All right. He apologized. I, I did see he did apologize now. And, you know, just move forward. Okay. Bye, yeah. Cam Newton. It was actually try to win. It try, was to a, keep, try to keep winning. I felt winning. it was a sincere apology. He kind of, um, I feel like he put his pride to the side. Another quarterback news with shoulder injury problems and uh, health scares. Andrew Luck returns to practice. Yay! <laughs> you know, I picked up Brissett in fantasy in one of my leagues, and I'm starting him. Man, I got faith. Tripping. That's what you are. Nah, I got what, faith. What we're playing um, San Francisco, but at this point, man, it's just it's scary. It's just scary. We're we're almost at a number one draft pick at this point, five weeks in, and I don't like that. I want Andrew, Luck. but then it's like I think, do I want Andrew Luck to come back midway through a season that we're not gonna you know really advance? We might not even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Why have him come back in? I don't know. It's just it's gonna be a long season. From now till January, December. Yeah. Ali got some bright spots on defense. Yeah, we have a young safety, Malik Hooker, first-round draft pick, who has three interceptions in his first four NFL games. That's a kid from Um, Ohio State, right? Yeah. Um, You can't go wrong taking a ball Quincy Wilson, I mean, we drafted Quincy Wilson second round from Florida, and he actually hurt his knee, I think, in week two. He hasn't played since, like, week two. Mm-hmm. But Rashawn Melvin has stepped in his place. He's been in the league for a couple of years. Young, he's still young. And he has, I think, three interceptions as well this season. He's playing pretty good. Vontae Davis just came back. Um, That's good. Didn't play that good versus the Seahawks. He was getting beat a couple times. Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson. But... Your first task versus Seahawks at home or right. on the road. It's pretty tough. Seemed like that game did like a complete 180. Yeah, it, we, we had the lead, and then we didn't get the ball back. Like, we didn't get the ball back all game. We had the possession was like eight minutes, maybe seven minutes. It's crazy. Second half. So, that being said, hopefully we win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I saw Stephen Ridley's making a comeback. Um, Minnesota just signed him. I guess they're not too confident in Latavius Murray. I know he was their off-season uh, pickup in free agency at the running back position, losing AP to New Orleans, obviously. But I guess that um, he had ankle surgery this off-season, and I'm, I'm guessing it might still be lingering. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm thinking maybe Stephen Ridley could. Uh, revamp his career here because you know he was drafted by new england in 2011 right. 2012 he he was a uh, like a 1300 yard 12 touchdown guy and then hit and then, again, hit, and then it, it just kind of yeah i know to me that's that's what where it doesn't click with me it's like and then he had the acl mcl tear yeah, you can't just put him anywhere in certain spots he'll shine with tom brady obviously right. mm, i mean you can't doubt him you know, I mean, I know he's not Delvin Cook, play. but obviously Mike Zimmer's got yeah. a good thing going with the run game right now in Minnesota. So, yeah. I, I want to see what's going on with that guy. You know, they signed him from Oakland. He was a free agent right. as Adrian Peterson, you know, left. And I don't know. They're not even – I thought he was hurt. Is he hurt? 
I guess so. I didn't. I didn't know if he was hurt. You know, I don't know. The only way I really know anything about a lot of these guys is through fantasy on the apps and stuff. And I keep. I keep. Um, I guess I keep track of the of the injuries. You know, if they got the right. Q for questionable and the D for doubtful, whatever. And I don't think he had any injury on there. No, he was like so. he was like at the top of the the waiver wire in most leagues. I'm assuming all leagues. He was projected. Yeah, he's going to get his high. shot. I think he'll get a shot this Sunday. So that being said, I'm kind of excited to do these picks. I want to do these picks. Yeah. What's up? We can get into it. I know we had, the, we had the Thursday night game yeah, tonight. The Patriots just stole one. Yeah, so now the Patriots aren't 2-3, and three, which it looked like they, they really might uh, might have been. But And uh, so Sunday starts off with uh, Buffalo's playing Cincinnati. Buffalo's coming off. Two back-to-back wins against the Broncos and the Falcons, holding both of their offenses to under 20 points. Defense. Um, yeah, their defense is looking mighty fine. Uh, this, the Bengals, Andy Dalton looks... They're first place in the AFC East, right? Yeah, they are. Um, Andy Dalton now with, with the new offensive coordinator. I think they're, I think they're playing under Bill Lazor now. And you can kind of yeah, you can kind of see it because Dalton like has transformed into an entirely yeah. different quarterback. He's had a um, slow start though. This yeah, slow but start this year. you know they they won last week. They're they're going to be looking to make it two did in a row. Did they beat you guys? Or did no, you guys we beat, beat them you? in overtime. Okay. Yeah, they, I didn't finish Geron- that game. Geronimo Allison had that that big ass fucking catch in OT. Right. Sent That's that um, But yeah, I think you know obviously both teams are looking to maybe start a little winning streak. I know Buffalo has got. Two big wins under their belt the past two weeks. Right. And they're looking to make it a third, really, this week against Cincy. They're playing in Cincy. Um, I think the offense is looking great. The defense is looking great. And I think now this Cincy team has kind of re- uh, revived a bit. And they're looking really good on both sides of the ball, too. So, okay. But I'm going to go Buffalo. Okay. I, I think they're going to try and keep their, uh, their first place spot in the AFC East. Right. They need to. especially Which, It's like their first time in nine right years. That they've held first Especially place after week four. They're playing a one and three team that's off to a slow start, and they're playing after seeing their division rival, who's right behind them, won their game. Right. So now they, they have, have to keep win that lead. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jets at Cleveland. That's going to be a fun one for the uh, for nobody. <laughs> for nobody actually I think the Jets are playing uh, better than a lot of people Jets thought they were the Jets are playing way better than a lot of people thought they were but I think the Jets going into Cleveland are going to lose their first win in how many years how many decades Cleveland hasn't won a when game? was the last time Cleveland I think won the game? Cleveland Browns beat the Jets um, there's good energy in Cleveland right now they're, they're baseball teams in the playoff back to back years um you know, Cap's they're playing going, the Yankees. Crazy. They're playing the Yankees. Look how crazy it is. Mm. They, they, they're playing the New York Yankees, the Indians, and the Browns are playing the New York Jets. And they're both in town. You right. know what I mean? Because they're playing in Cleveland. I, they'll probably be in New York by then, but they're starting off in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So um, good energy in that town. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be loud in the dog pound. I think Deshaun Kaiser leads um, his young team to their first win at home. I think Jabril Peppers is going to get his first interception on McCown this weekend. And the Browns win. I can see it. I can see it. 
I might go Jets, though. I might go opposite of you. Sure. I just think, um, I don't know, the way Bilal Powell's playing, you know, they got, they've got a couple, like, good young dudes on that, on yeah. that team. Uh, Jamal Adams is playing well on the defensive side. Um, shit, I think the Jets might be 3-2 and two after this week. Which, which would be crazy. That would be. Because um, I really, I don't think anybody expected it. People were thinking the Jets right. were going to be the worst team in the league. Oh, and they're, they're right in the middle of the pack it'll, as, it'll as of catch, now. It'll catch up. Right. As of right now, yeah. they're in the middle of the pack. Um, next up, we have a 3-1 a and one matchup between Carolina and Detroit. Mm, should be a good game. Um, I think it should, too. They're playing um, at Ford Field in Detroit. Cam's coming off a monster game against New England. He, he just beat Brady in Foxborough. Detroit just lost a tough one. Yeah. I at think home. I think Detroit's going to look, right? look to bounce back. At home, Detroit? I think they were at home. No, when they played at – who they lose to Atlanta, Oh, they right? played Minnesota. Two weeks ago. Yeah, they played Minnesota last week. They beat Minnesota. It was a low-scoring game, yeah, like 14-7, but they got the dub. Uh, uh, I think Cam Newton comes out firing, focused, knows he kind of, you know, stepped over some boundaries. Right. So he's coming out focused, right. ready to win. Show them, show them what they forgot. I think you know, coming off that that monster game in New England, like I said, I think it's a, it's a Carolina's sign of things defense, to come. Carolina's defense is strong, right? Who's next? All right, so who you got? Who you got? Oh no, no, Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I take Carolina. Right. My bad. I, I might, Carolina. I might go Detroit. Okay. Because I think, uh, I think, I think they're for real this year. I, I like them. I like them. I don't like them, but I like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, your Colts are up next against the unbeaten, or should I say, undefeated, or should I say, the winless uh, San Francisco Forty ers They're playing at home, though. We are. You know that. You know the Niners um, on uh, Pro Football Focus on PFF. They have five players rated in the top five of their positions right now on all three sides yeah. of the ball: special teams, defense, and offense. And they're zero and four. Yeah. So something's Goes not something's you. not clicking Goes right. And DeForest Buckner got rated right now through the first uh, four weeks of the 2017 season. He's rated as the best defensive lineman in football right now, as far as um, yeah, whatever they, stats the PFF like goes by. I like that uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Ooh, mm. Cowboys. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go Indianapolis. I think we get it together this week. Our defense has been playing good. Our defense is. I mean, obviously. We let up 36 points and a half. But we didn't ask for two, uh, you know, we had an interception that went to the house. That's seven points. Right. And a quarterback fumble that went to the house for seven points. Right. Now, you minus 14 points on the defensive side, obviously you might, you still need to score. But you're not putting that pressure on yourself to, you know, you're stepping back. You need to. Especially with a guy, with a guy. At the helm, who's new to the system this exactly. year, the defense has to really hold up their end of it. Um, but I'm going to go Colts too, and I think the only thing they really have to be worried about, as far as the defense goes, I know the defense is a little rocky. They're banged up, they're hurt. Right. Um, is the Pierre Garcon deep ball, and then Carlos Hyde's actually looking pretty decent this year. I think if they can contain those guys, they get the dub. As long as uh, Brissett holds up his end and leads the offense, so I'm going to go Colts too. Okay. And then down here in sunny South Florida, we've got the Mariota-less Titans taking on the 
I'm going to say quarterbackless Dolphins because <laughs> I don't think Cutler is cutting it. Yeah, um, but Mariota Mariota's not playing. Uh, the They still have one of the best offensive line and run games in the right. league. And they're stacked at the receiver team. and tight end. Um, without Mariota, I don't think that they come to Miami and win. I think Miami's defense is going to come out playing good. Cutler, I think the crowd's going to get him into the game. The crowd will get him into the game. He's going to have a good game versus Tennessee's defense. I'm looking for Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker to catch touchdowns. I That'd mean, be nice. They should all three, with Kenny Stills, they should all three be grabbing touchdowns. Like, come on. Distribute. It's distribute. all a matter of Cutler getting them the distribute. ball. Ajay needs to. He, I think he, he might fucking, he might break out, won't give us one of those 200-yard games. Whatever. I got he, the he needs Dolphins. to have a breakout. They got shut out by the damn Saints in London. I got the Dolphins. They can never do some horribleness like that on national TV again, so they make up for last week. Come on, bro. You know the Dolphins. They could, they could do that shit every week. Yeah, <laughs> they could. Uh, next up, we have the battle of the winless teams this week. The Chargers and the Giants. They're playing in East Rutherford. You've got Phillip Rivers, the turnover machine, going up against a Giants defense that Jason Pierre-Paul says that other teams don't fear them anymore. Hmm. And I think these other teams have every right to not be scared of, of a team that's 0-4. You know, last year, this, their defense was phenomenal. They had, yeah. they had just signed yeah. all these guys. They spent like... Over two hundred million in guaranteed money, bringing in free agents on that defense. And last year, it looked like this whole experiment was going to work with these guys. And right. this year, something's off. I don't know if it's because the way the offense is playing, where maybe the defense is on the field too long. And you know, I mean, there's going to be those guys on defense like right. uh, Olivier Vernon and um, Landon Collins. Sorry, the name didn't come to me. Who are always they're going to hold up their end. Definitely, but. The rest of the dudes, and don't even get me started on the O line. I think the Giants just—they've got a bunch of shit so to, you to think work the Chargers on. Chargers win? I think they might. I'd like to see Melvin Gordon have a big game, and then if Rivers can just not throw the ball away with all that talent at receiver and yeah. tight end, of course, I think they should oh, have a shot. Man. And their defense isn't that bad. They've got, um, but they just lost um, Jason Verrett. Yeah, one of their Pro Bowl corners. They still got Casey Hayward. Yeah. Who was a Packer? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go New York. I think New York at home. They're gonna be tomatoes getting thrown at them if they lose after this game. So, I think it'd be fun to see them go 0 five. It would. But I might take the Chargers just because I want. I'd want to see that. Because <laughs> nobody. I right. mean, nobody expected the Giants to even be 0 and four right now. Right. Even be 0 and three last week or 0 and two the week before. Nobody saw this coming. Right. And it's crazy. So, I got the Giants. They're not going 0-5. Come on, guys. I'm going to take the Chargers because I want to see the Giants go 0-5. Because <laughs> I think this, the, the media would go nuts if that were to happen. All right. Uh, Cardinals-Eagles. Battle of the Birds. Philadelphia's playing good right now. Which seems normal in the beginning of the year. They usually start to go on their downward spiral towards the end of the year. Um. So they're holding up still, leading the division. And Washington has a bye week this week. So the Cardinals have been having 
problems with their offensive line. I think the pressure creates more problems for that offense who can't get the run game started. I take the Eagles uh, scoring more than the Cardinals. I take the Eagles, too. I think their front seven is going to eat the Cardinals' offensive line alive. I don't think Carson Palmer is going to be able to do anything with the ball. Uh, Moving on, we have Jacksonville playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Offense. I like Big Ben at home. Offense. uh, Defense. Ryan Shazier is playing really good right now, which he always is. Mm -hmm. I think A.B. is going to make up for, you know, his little antics. Uh He's going to have a good game. Him and Roethlisberger are going to be on you right. know, the same page, I think. They had they probably had a conversation about that. And He might have one of those big breakout games where he's got double-digit receptions yeah. and 160 yards yeah. or whatever, call it. I'm going Pitt. I think Pitt's good for a win at home. Did you see always. what Jacksonville was doing? Jacksonville was in overtime with the Jets, and they were competing for a tie. They, they were like, let's just play it safe. As long as we don't lose this game or let it slip away – we're content. Fuck that. Pittsburgh scores way too many points to play like that. Yeah, I'm going Pitt. That's easy. Um, and then the first four, uh, first four o'clock game, Seahawks, Rams. And now I can tell you right off the mm. bat, I'm going Rams. At home, the Rams are at home. Uh, Even if it was in Seattle, I'm taking the Rams. No, Seattle just played a good game versus the Colts, which was a good thing for them because it wasn't as hard of as an opponent. Um, and they played a Sunday night game at home. They they got a good win. Their defense was playing good. They're in a you know they're in a zone. Obviously they're playing in L.A. But I think they're gonna have a lot of fans in L.A. You know how that goes. That stadium's way too big. It's gonna be little crowd. Um, I'm gonna go Seattle. Just a better team. L.A.'s playing good. Don't get me wrong. But this is a divisional game, and when it comes to those, Seattle normally plays a good game. Although the Rams do give Seattle a good run for their money normally. Especially this year's Rams. This is, a, this is a different yeah, beast that we're seeing. It is. But Jared Goff, let's see what you got. Yeah. Let's see what you got versus a division rival. You know what I mean? First right. first at home. It's, it's a big stage. Yeah. It's going to be a really good game. This mm-hmm. might be the second best game of, uh, <laughs> of the weekend. Uh, Baltimore's playing in Oakland. And I'll tell you right now, I got Baltimore, too. Yeah, I got Baltimore for the reason uh, that Derek Carr won't be playing. And it doesn't think, look I like they're signing right Kaepernick. There. I think, the, I Amari think that, that Baltimore defense is going to... Yeah. Baltimore's defense has, like, exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. Easy. Yeah. For me, Marshawn, although, can have a good game and... and keep Oakland in it but I don't I don't it has to be a monster there it kills me because I, I drafted Marshawn in a couple of my fantasy leagues not I, I I have to sit him bro not I said to fly moving along my Packers are playing in Dash Dallas this week this is this will be Dak Prescott's third time playing the Packers already in his uh his I short career the last so time far. they played Jared Cook who now plays for Oakland mm-hmm had one of the craziest toe drags in the playoffs. Beautiful catch. Mason Crosby did the rest. Yeah. Mason fit, that was the cherry on top. But um, interesting stat. Dak Prescott plays very well against the Packers. Dak Prescott plays very well against every other team in the National Football League. He had three touchdowns in his first game against Green Bay. And then in that... That divisional game last year in the playoffs, he also had three touchdowns. So I'm expecting a big game he from Dak. He has like five interceptions in his career right now. 
That's not bad. It's like five or six interceptions. That's not bad. Two years. The kid's good. Two and a half. Um, yeah. I'm obviously taking Green Bay. You guys know why at home listening right now or in your car. You know why I'm taking Green Bay. I don't care who's playing. I'm taking Green <laughs> Bay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. That's. Woo, I'm on the spot right now. I think Green Bay goes and snags a win on the road. And with no run game. Aaron Jones, baby. It's showtime. Aaron Rodgers. I'm starting him in fantasy this I'm going to go Green Bay. I go Green Bay. They said Devontae, I'll change my, Devontae my might opinion. be back. I'll change my opinion in the second half. Not nah, chill. <laughs> Who plays Sunday night? The undefeated Chiefs are playing in Houston. And this is a Houston team coming off. 57. 57 points. That's crazy. That's crazy. Deshaun Watson had a fucking monster game. Five total touchdowns. He was balling. He he look he looks like how we thought he was gonna play coming out of yeah. coming out of Clemson. Yeah. Especially in that offense with Lamar Miller there. They can run that option. They got another Clemson player in DeAndre Hopkins. They should have started uh, Watson from the Clowney, jump. JJ Watt. Oh man. That that team is good. Um but do they're, I think that the Chiefs are going go against on the, road the, the most high powered offense in the lose? league right now? No. I think Kareem Hunt shows once again. He's the truth. Still in the draft. Rookie of the year. True. Leading rusher. True. Best defense, uh, arguably. In the Texans? Yeah. Yeah, that, that front line gives he's gonna problems. He's going to break 100. Oh, I don't doubt it. So I go. You know, you know, this past weekend, he could have ran for zero yards. They could have sat I him out. That. And he would still be the leading rusher that. in the NFL. That's crazy, bro. This kid's the truth. And then uh, Monday night, NFC North matchup, Vikings-Bears. In Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, the loss of Dalvin Cook is interesting in this game as far as the team that wins the running game. Usually with these NFC North divisional games, it's gritty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's That's how it is. tough, tough games. Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen. Mitch Trubisky's going to be playing. His first start. His first start. Monday night. He's got the, the whole country watching him. So, with that being said, I think the Vikings still beat the Bears. Yeah. Spoil his day. But it's going to be a good game. I think Mitch Trubisky has a good game. Just don't think he has enough. And if those NFC North matchups are always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Even when the Packers aren't playing, I, I enjoy a game like Minnesota Chicago. Yeah, it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how bad one of the teams may be, you know you're always going to get a good game. Definitely, except if it's uh, Packers Bears because <laughs> this shit doesn't happen. It's always a blowout. Uh, so you want to get into these questions yeah, before man. we uh, yeah before we head out? What we got? All right, so Chris, um, one of our usual contributors to this segment in the show he had a couple questions for us um he asked us who do we think is the biggest division leader surprise right now in the national football league that's a good question one i wanted to address that and i'm gonna go with buffalo i was i I get it I gave this some thought, excuse me. Right. And to to think that the Patriots wouldn't be in first place after week five is 
But the Patriots won tonight, so obviously now they're tied for first. Well, they're a half game back, right? Mm-hmm. Buffalo has to win. I think they'll win. So if Buffalo wins uh, against Cincinnati, I, I, I think Buffalo is the biggest surprise because, like I said, it's Buffalo week five. The Patriots lost two at home. Right. We, that's we unheard see of. That's we unheard of. So. Their def- and their like, defense, their de- they have depleted. literally the their worst defense in the league right yeah. now. It's just, it's, we're not used to seeing the Patriots play like this. But no matter what happens, as long as Brady is at the helm, you can't write right, the Patriots write off. They're so still a contender no matter who what. You, who do you have? Uh, for my biggest surprise, I'm actually going to go. I do ag- See, I do agree that the Bills being in sole possession of first place in the AFC East right now is so weird, especially being as – um, I know we're both not really fans of Dolphins, but right. when I say our team, I mean because we live in this right. city. Um, our Miami Dolphins, uh, you know, we watch the AFC East every year, and it's always the same the same team every year. Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady yeah. in first place. doesn't matter what week it is. And to see a different team there um, – it's not even really that deep in the season yet, but for the people who pay attention to the AFC East, week week five is pretty deep. Yeah. And to see a team that's not the New England Patriots in sole possession of first place is, like, mind-blowing right now. So I'm actually rooting for the Bills, hoping that they can continue <laughs> this because I think it'd be pretty cool. But I'm going with the Rams. Now, True. I going into this year, True. I True. did not see Goff turning into this Amazing quarterback. He looks phenomenal uh, right now. In my opinion, it's Sean McVay. It's because they got rid of Jeff Fisher. They brought in McVay. And this this Rams team is entirely revamped. It is. Todd Gurley remembered how to run the football just the way that he did in college. Then again, you know, you're feeding Todd Gurley, overfeeding Todd Gurley because you don't have Sammy Watkins on your team. You have, you know, these mediocre receiving core. And you're expecting a first-year player to excel in it. Right. Where do you get that? You right. need a Sammy Watkins on your team, an established number one receiver. Um, if When healthy, uh, you need an established back, Todd Gurley. Right. You need a good offensive line. They have a, def- a decent os- offensive line. It's not great, but it's getting the job done. They the scored job, over 40 points two times Twice this year. already. Yeah, and we're only in week five, so I want to see what they're going to do against uh, the uh, the Seahawks. Yeah, I know they've got a couple tough games coming up, uh, so we'll, I guess they're really going to put Jared Goff to the test, and we'll see if the Rams are the real deal. But right now, um, especially with the track record that the Rams have over the past decade or so, I didn't really see them right. in this position right now. Okay. Uh, so Chris, I hope that answered that. Um, he also asked us, was Antonio Brown's sideline tantrum exaggerated or was it called for? So <laughs> basically there was a play on third down where Antonio Brown claimed to be claimed to be wide open and uh, Ben didn't throw him the ball. And uh, Ben actually came out and said, he, I guess he has his own radio station that he hosts during mm-hmm. the week. Um, that's what he does after football practice. Lame. Yeah, he's. Um, he said the the coverage they ran, um, they they had a B covered up pretty good, and then uh, he he threw the ball to Le'Veon. The ball went over Le'Veon's right, head. Right. Uh, he overthrew him, 
And as he was throwing it, that was when AB had actually separated from them and broke loose, and he was wide open. And uh, Ben actually said the once the DBs got lost and Brown was open, the play was already over. Right. So he said there was nothing he could really do about it. He said it. He said he understands it looks bad, that it looked like he missed him, but he just genuinely didn't see him, and that sometimes mm. those things happen. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the tantrum was exaggerated. Of course, because you, you've got to understand where Ben's coming from. He can like he can only Regard- look at okay. It. Regardless, not to cut you off, you know, I, I do think it's ex- an exaggeration, uncalled for, um, immature, because you're arguably the best receiver in the league, right? And you're trying to set a tone for your teammates. And for your quarterback, you're trying to be on the same page as him. And I get that. You know, you could do this like Terrell Owens, you know what I mean, Chad Johnson, attention-grabbing. But as a veteran player, knowing that you have a young rookie on your team that's doing good right now, knowing that you have a player like a Martavis Bryant who's been suspended, just doing things like this doesn't help over the sideline. When you have a veteran quarterback that knows he gets you the ball all the time, Right, it's it's a down week, or you know, I understand you're frustrated, but you don't got to be throwing stuff and shoving your coaches throwing like Gatorade they don't matter. Coolers and yeah, so yeah, exaggeration. That's, I think it was. I think it was a little. That. I think it was uncalled for. You just gotta just go, just go play. Tell them like, yo, just look for me. Or, like, throw me the ball. You know what I can do. Just try and get me the ball. So, but it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. You can't. I mean, it's, it's emotional. So that's why right. I would understand. It was a. It's it was a rivalry game. game. Granted, OBJ you're winning. OBJ did but. it. I. You know, it wasn't okay, but it just happens because you're that fired up about right. the situation. So. So if he's really about it, he'll have one of his uh, his statement games that he always right. does, like the 16 catch, 190 whatever with four touchdowns or some shit. <laughs> so. um, and then we also got some basketball questions. Okay. Uh, one of them. I know we've touched on it before uh, a couple times, but I guess we've never been asked uh, this bluntly. Who's your MVP this year in the in the NBA? That was uh, Flea TV on Instagram, on Twitter, I believe, as well. Shout out Flea TV. That's my man from New York. Okay. <laughs> um, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to go... You know, I'm not sure. It's tough. Um, you have LeBron. You have, again, a Kawhi Leonard. You have Kyrie Irving. Can he sneak in there? Right. Steph Curry, obviously. Kevin Durant. These guys are all going to be in the mix. James Harden. If Look at the numbers James Harden put up last year. If he put those numbers up again this year, I'd hope he wins MVP. Right. You know what I mean? Rightfully so. Like, I think LeBron is... It's it's LeBron is the obvious choice every year, but I feel like he's also the safe choice. Right. But the fun if, if I if I was if I had to be like if I had to be dead ass like super realistic, I'm taking Bron. Especially because I feel like this year, um, losing that big time scorer in Kyrie, right. that LeBron might be asked to do more. Um, in either the same amount of time or maybe like cut a couple minutes off. Although I don't think that's going to happen. There, he's probably, LeBron's probably going to uh, be asked to do more in the same amount of time as he's usually playing. Definitely. So I think it gives him a chance to, I guess, inflate his numbers, really. Not inflate, but, you know, just do what he does. And he, he has, you know, he has Dwayne Wade back on his team. And 
Not for nothing, but Dwayne Wade knows how to find LeBron James when he's open. Yes, they he know did. each other, you know. They're brothers. We all know how much they know each other. They're brothers. So it helps on the court, and it showed. Obviously, this is, what, four years later, three years later, four years later. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hey, Dwayne Wade still got juice. LeBron still has 100%, in my opinion. So... Yeah, Brown's not going anywhere. Um, yeah, I'll go LeBron James with a dominant, with a dominant sure answer, and my sleeper. Shit, I I think Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard has he can turn into that. You know, just I'm I'm going for best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this year he has a chance to do that. So Kawhi Leonard, if not LeBron. Okay. I agree. I'm. I definitely got to take Bron. I think it's just. Every year, really, I think it's just the obvious choice, and I think he's—I I think he fucking deserves it because he hasn't got an MVP in five right. years or whatever it's been. And look at the and final stats. Just look at the final stats. How you, like? Come on, he's—he's he's coming off leading both teams in in stats in the finals. It's just—it's ridiculous. So I'm taking Braun. I think, I think really, if if you have anybody else as the MVP favorite, you're just—I think you might just be a hater. Boom. And that, that's the way it goes. Next question. <laughs> but thank you for the question, uh, Fleet TV. Shout out to you. Um, and then Justin, another one of our weekly contributors. Shout out to you, Justin. Um, he asked us, do we think the NBA should start letting players declare for the draft out of high school again? And I don't know. Is that really the NBA's call or is that the NCAA's call? Well, it was, a, it was because of, like, do we think because of, you know, the recent findings and the in- investigations going on in the NCAA? Um, that is the NCAA's rule. Uh, the, it's actually... The one year? Yeah, that's the NCAA's rule. But I'm not sure if the NBA has a rule in itself saying, you know... Because what, what would it be? And they're not going to say you need a college diploma of one year. Right, because we, we, we see guys we see guys playing one year overseas and then getting, dra- uh, yeah, and then I believe getting drafted. Yeah, I believe it's... NCAA requires you to play one year of college basketball mm-hmm. in school before you declare for the draft. Right. So, um, with no, definitely not. It's money. They're not going to lose money and tell the kids that they can go straight. High school, college, pro. High school is like tier one. Whatever, your school could be a great school because you're obviously that good. You know what I mean? So your school's making money. Mm-hmm. College. You're making... The college is making money. NCAA is making money off of you, off of students just like you, players just like you, the tournament, competitive, all this. NBA, whole nother level, obviously. Why would the NCAA purposely take themselves out of that situation and skipping on a top prospect or dozens of top prospects throughout the nation and letting them just go straight to the NBA. I think it would be bad for the NBA too, you know, to have all these young dudes just skipping skipping college to go to the NBA. I mean, how much of them can make it? It wouldn't be that crazy, but obviously uh, kids with the talents like a Dwight Howard or LeBron James right. or uh, um, what's this guy's name? Kevin Garnett, you know. Even Kobe, like Kobe, yeah. like some of the best players of our generation of the past twenty twenty five years 
Came straight out of high school. Allen Iverson never went to school, so he counts. <laughs> <laughs> See that, like it. This it's a really good. This is a really good question, mm-hmm. Justin. I. It's tough because you like you know you want these players. Um, they have the chance to potentially make millions of dollars straight out of high school. Um, if this rule right, were to be exactly. were to be waived or changed or adjusted in any way. But at the same time, I really think um, I think education is important. I think you know you give the you give the players you know you tell them you gotta at least go to school for one year, and at least get a little bit of college education under your belt. Maybe play with some guys that are on your level. Still, you're not just getting thrown in with the wolves. Like you're not just some. High school prospect, and then next thing you know, you're and guarding also, LeBron James. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna play basketball for the rest of your life. So you need something to fall back on. You need, one and I mean, two. I mean, what if you get hurt? I mean, but look at players like Ben Simmons, who comes from Australia. He gets his, you know, his, I guess, residency or whatever for the United States, mm-hmm. and goes to LSU and just blatantly disrespects and talks about how much he hates the NCAA <laughs> and how much he hates going to class and having to study and do homework and stuff. Like, he doesn't feel like that's what you should have to do if you're playing basketball. Like, I mean, these colleges they, these colleges look at these these kids as just numbers. Like, they're going to they're going to make my school money. Yeah. They're going to he's really good and he's going to lead my uh, our school's basketball team to the tournament and we're going to win a national title and put the school on the map we're going to make money and the players don't see any of it so honestly if you want to if you want my real answer it should be entirely up to the kids whether they want to go to college for one year or just go straight to high school i think it's their life it's really it's they it maybe they don't want to go to school to uh, to run the the risk of getting hurt and potentially losing that chance to really set up their family for life I think they should be given the ultimate choice whether they want to go to college or not. That's true. And that's the way I see it. I think yeah. it should be – I think that power should be entirely to the players. That's another good question, Justin. We appreciate that. Um, He's always coming through with the good questions. Yeah. And with that being said, I wanted to get into uh, a new little segment we have where it's your favorite thing you saw this week. Okay. And your least favorite thing you saw this week. Okay. So to start off, so we don't end on a negative note, I'd rather hear your least favorite thing oh, you yeah. saw this week. First. Oh, yeah. No, I can go right ahead into that. There you go. Um, how about the president of our country? <clears throat> what happened? Y- you know, every week, if we're going to be doing this every week, I'm going to be talking about this motherfucker every week. Um, how about him shooting... Single rolls of paper towels like free throws into a crowd of Puerto Ricans, Americans, should I say, in Puerto Rico when he visited this week, and just how absolutely disgusting it was to see. Like, the, the man is not capable of showing empathy at all. And not to mention, he, all, he was also in Las Vegas this week. And he said he had a wonderful trip in Las Vegas. 
What the fuck is wonderful about Las Vegas right now? Besides the fact that the first responders were incredible, uh, the people at that concert who were like, I saw this one dude, he, he stole somebody's truck and brought like 30 people back and forth, uh, to the hospitals before Which by the way EMT showed up You know Prayers for Las Vegas Definitely Oh of course You know That's it, It's It's, it's so sen- It's so senseless And it's The fact that Like we have We have things in the media Scripted For when shit like this happens Oh another mass shooting It like It shouldn't It shouldn't be normal And the fact that we try and humanize The people who commit these these senseless acts where this okay literally this man injured almost 600 <clears throat> Americans on American soil he he murdered 58 of them I believe or 59 of them are dead and you don't want to call this man a terrorist because he's white it's the news it's racism it's 2017 it's it's ignorance it's scary it's a bad time right now, but with the people that have the positive energy, with the people that are, you know, promoting peace and everything, I feel like we'll get through it. Um, it's like a mini sentence right now we're in. So I saw, we'll, we'll I saw the, through. I saw pictures of the the blood banks in Las Vegas, like the night it happened, and there yeah. there were like six hour waits of people trying to donate blood because I don't. A lot of people don't realize these hospitals they go through a lot of blood for people like they. It, it's crazy, and to see so many people be involved and come together when when yeah. something terrible like this happens, it's it's really it it it's very enlightening to see, especially in in but a time like this sad. where our country is. It's just, just sad that it has to be you know something has to happen for everybody to start acting like this. So, with that being said, what was the best thing you've seen this week? Um, well, on a more positive note, of course, straying away from all the all the tragedy that went down this week and in past weeks um our miami heat center hassan whiteside i felt his comments regarding the um the nba gm survey that we we were talking about earlier they really brightened up my day-to-day because i guess they they voted on their their top five or top six centers in the nba and they left whiteside off and he said that's fine i'll just keep killing your teams whenever we play you (laughs) and you know what i fucking love it that that make that makes me feel that makes me feel good about uh, my Miami Heat. Okay. So w- with that being your worst and best thing you've seen this week, um, the worst thing I I've seen this week, and it's 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 sad because this whole Cam Newton situation. It I'm not gonna say that Cam, what Cam said is the worst thing I saw this week. That's not what it's not what this is about. What Cam said. Obviously did enough damage. It was wrong. Um, it was sexist in a time where, you know, everybody's fighting for equality. Everybody is, you know, under all this scrutiny for, you know, what they say. The female reporter that he attacked was brought up again. You know how they bring your tweets up. Yeah, of course. Anybody and, can get it. And they realized that she was she had some racist things to say on Twitter, um, saying how she was driving 
on a road trip with her father and he was telling oh, her racist jokes. He, and, and he tells the funniest racist jokes and yeah. shit like that. He's, and then she had another tweet where she, she said nigga in the tweet and it's just like, okay. She, what did she do today? She apologizes on Twitter for the tweet saying that it was immature and uncalled for. It's like, that, that's, that's the worst thing I've seen because it's like, you go from, look, we're going from sexism to now... You're the only reason you got brought into this was because somebody acted a way towards you, and now your past is coming up to you because you're a racist, right. or what? What I don't know. What do you call that? So that would be the worst thing I saw this week. And then uh, the best thing I saw this week was I got to hear something positive. Okay, John, like quote unquote John. The word John, just, like just a noun for anything, really. John can is mean now, anything. Um, in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, defined as a Philadelphia all-purpose noun. For now, real, they put that yeah, in the dictionary. Yeah. Ooh. So when you get when you get Yo. that new new and that John right, <laughs> bro, I'm about to start using John in all Nobody my papers. Nobody can tell you John ain't in a word like this John. Now I'm about you know. to start using that shit in all my all my research papers, and my professors can't tell me shit. <laughs> so that's uh, Mr. Rice. What is this word here, John? They're like, bitch, look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> it's been eight. That's just real. Eight eight weeks, eight episodes. It's our Kobe Bryant episode, our 2001 Kobe Bryant episode. Mm. With that being said, where the DJ drama we gone? Can I with the lamb? It depends. You on the ground, it depends. No. Yeah, Gucci or the Louis, it depends. Oh. Uh, came up on some top, it depends. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, oh, it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, it depends. Uh, can I wear the lamb? It depends. Uh, Louis or the Gucci, it depends. Oh, yeah, suitcase, two face, blue face, honey. They don't really fucking want it. She gon' feel it in her stomach. Cornbread, skin, go ahead, then. Two steps, then I win. Double up, dividends. Can I with the lamb? It depends. Uh, post you on the ground. It depends. Yeah, Gucci or the Louis. It depends. Uh, came up on some top. It depends. Yeah, oh, it depends. Yeah, oh. Her back bend. She from Australia, she got an accent. Hello? I run the fucking youth, that's on my go to. Uh, turn around, beat her down, turn into Goku. Uh, power nap, Papa Zan, take her to Soul Food. Yeah, hang up with Big Shine, that nigga so cool. Yeah, into the back house, turn on the Pro Tools. Ooh, don't run up on me, I'ma lose my cool. Uh, running them bands up, y'all nigga man up. She from the south side, sipping that fan uh, throw them rats on her, like she a dancer, uh, ass on Luda, bruh, tell her to stand up.